0: no idea for a cold open once again that's okay um
1: i do have this we can transit for later though oh that's very exciting about my follow-up oh oh oh, good 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 um yeah. the reason hold on i gotta crack a red bull gotta get that good asmr for podcast reasons you know it's funny
0: that didn't actually come through on the zoo on the on the uh, call
1: I sure I sure hope it did over here. We'll see. Um, I put it right up close to the mic too. Um, no, I saw the like reason Like record commercial. Oh, yeah, no. Uh I just think Red Bull should sponsor us. Redacted energy drink should sponsor us. Yeah, yeah, no.
0: No free advertising, not unless they pay us. Oh, absolutely not. I don't um, care about getting wings. I care about getting money.
1: <laughs> um Red Bull doesn't give me wings so much as, like, heart palpitations. But, you know, I still drink the stuff. Um, Oh, my God. Listen, it's what keeps the content coming. I literally, in every single stream, I start out with Red Bull to get me up and running. And then halfway through the stream, I make Kratom to bring me back down. And then we sort of break even by the end of the stream and I go to bed. Oh, my God.
0: See, I, I I just don't do energy drinks anymore. I used to. Years ago, I used to. What but era then, of your life were you an energy drink consumer in? Oh, from like age twenty three up to like probably like thirty three.
1: Oh, so the years of turmoil.
0: Yes, <laughs> the years of, of
1: desolate turmoil. <laughs> y-
0: y- yeah, well, not well, not really. I mean, thirty three, my early thirties, and all that weren't too bad. I mean, by then I'd met my uh, my my now wife. Mm. You know, uh, she's been. Not necessarily a stabilizing influence as much as we've stabilized each other.
1: Yeah. Um, but every no, time, uh, during that... Go ahead,
0: sorry. I totally lost track. Oh, uh, but no, I was just going to say, but no, I, I I drank energy drinks for quite a while, but the the heart palpitations, as you mentioned, as well as I saw a coworker have a heart attack because he had two five-hour energy drinks. What the fuck? What the fuck? So that was about the time I decided, you know what, I should... I should cut
1: back on these that's the hard stuff as far as energy drinks go that's the hard stuff no wonder he od'd holy shit what which job was that was that guitar center that was guitar center in orlando okay that doesn't surprise me at all that guitar center is what that is like where that happened (laughs) see i guess it's spot on but to be fair that's one of like three jobs uh from your your resume that i can recall i know about the t-rex one because you mentioned it on the podcast i knew about guitar center because you worked there when i was little and then i knew about the call center and obviously the one you have now anything in between is a mystery to me you could really say well, you worked anywhere for like that decade where you and i were not really in contact because you were um living a life of turmoil and i was a child and i would believe you like you could literally tell me that you were a burlesque dancer for a while there and i'd be like no that makes sense based on what i know about you no i only hosted
0: burlesque shows
1: i did know that and mom did not approve but i thought it was the coolest shit i'd ever heard
0: it's gender swap welcome to gender swap a podcast by two transgender siblings one of whom consumes a distressing amount of energy drinks the other of whom swore that off years ago because, well, you only live once. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts. My name is Micah. My pronouns are they, them, and she, her. And I'm Stevie, and I use he, they pronouns. But yeah, we were talking about, like, you wouldn't know what jobs I had previously and all that, and I could just make anything up. Oh, absolutely. I used to be a postal carrier. <gasps>
1: I remember you told me about this briefly, and I remember being baffled by it, because I was like, now what the fuck do you mean? I never heard about that. But then think of you in like the cute little like, male person outfit. I love that.
0: I didn't get to wear that. What? I had, to, I had to wear my own clothing, and I had to provide my own vehicle, because I was a rural carrier. What the fuck? Rural, rural carriers don't get to drive the truck, which is annoying, because I'm not kidding, I actually set a speed record running that truck backwards, uh, doing a serpentine between cones and going all the way back up for uh, our particular region of postal carriers and the Holy training shit. and whatnot. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm a good driver. Yeah. I'm, literally, I have the postal service saying, no, 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 they're one of the
1: best wow very fancy i wish they'd given you the cute little outfit then you could have made it all official do you remember those memes that were going around whenever they were like gutting the funding for the post office it started on tumblr and then went to twitter and it was like the only way to say <laughs> the only way to save the usps is by sexualizing it and so everyone started posting memes about the short shorts that male people would wear <laughs> oh,
0: i feel like that's
1: stuff. your calling i feel like that's your true calling but they didn't let me wear that i had to bring my
0: own clothing and also i only lasted six months that's a hard job i believe it it. by far the hardest job i've ever had and i'm including when i worked at the call center answering phone calls for unemployment compensation in the state of florida
1: was it because you had to wake up early
0: i had to wake up at 4 a.m every day
1: fucking a that's grueling Whenever I worked at, a uh, unnamed local bakery, uh, whenever I opened, which was most days that I was working there, I was there, like, four days a week, I was opening, like, three of those days, so I'd be there at 6 a.m., and so uh. I would just wake up at 5 a.m. every day, and I drove to work, like, that was fucking normal, it was horrible. Although, I did just realize, you said you could bring your own clothes, so you literally could have, like, bought yourself... Like a slutty male person costume from like the Halloween store for like twenty bucks, and they, they still couldn't had have a dress you. code. Oh, that sucks.
0: Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not gonna have. They're not. Gonna, they don't want to have a postal carrier out there <laughs> who's like looking like they're about to go do a dance as soon as they get off of work for a for a lucky bachelorette or a bachelor.
1: You gotta. You gotta make a living. You gotta put. You gotta put the the packages on the table.
0: Yeah, they kind of frowned upon that kind of thing about putting your packages where they don't belong. Made a big deal about not putting your packages where they don't belong. I'm sure they did. Also, they made a big deal about dog attacks. What was that a dog. problem? Yes, dogs attack postal carriers all the time. I thought that was like a trope. Oh my god! No, that's that's, a, that's an actual thing. You actually you get a little thing of mace that you could use as a last resort on the dogs but the problem is in the training they talked about the dog mace so like first don't run you have to stand firmly and say no go home what in the a fuck? strong firm voice and if the dog does not then go home you may use the mace then the training video talked about all the breeds it doesn't work on and the Ooh. pounds per and the pounds per square inch exerted by their jaws
1: oh my god So they said, we did give you dog mace, but you're not allowed to use it, like, really ever. And also, the dogs that can do you real harm, it's totally ineffective against them. So we did get you this shitty dog mace, but that's because we don't want you to use it against them. So you are going to have to bring your own weapons to work, but you will deal with the lawsuit personally.
0: (laughs) Nope, could not bring any weapons to work. The dog mace was all we had to protect
1: ourselves. That sucks so bad. On my
0: first day, I had a house with a ton of packages. And I got the packages and I started to come out and then this huge black <gasps> dog comes running around from the back of the house, barking his head off. I hop back in the van and slammed the door shut. Yeah, because The fuck dog me. jumps, hits up against the door, oh. rolls back to just behind the uh, mailbox. And I notice it's wearing a shot collar. They have an <gasps> invisible fence and they put the invisible fence boundary right behind the mailbox. So, uh, I didn't deliver those packages. I told them they had to go pick them up.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, fuck that. Why? That is batshit. That's batshit. Yeah, that
0: was my, my first date, and that's when I knew this was not going to be a long-term job.
1: Oh, no. No, no, no. Christ, God.
0: Yeah, so uh, if you ever see a mail carrier out there, you know, give them respect. Literally yeah. braver than the troops.
1: No, truly, truly. I, is the Is the tipping your postal workers thing around Christmas still a thing? i don't know i, I have no so. idea i hope so i just think they deserve it oh they and do. if it's not y'all just go give your your sweet your sweet mailman mail people uh just go give them a crisp 20 today they deserve it they do shower them in money they will probably think you've mistaken them for someone at a bachelorette party but you know with those short shorts who could tell otherwise
0: you know what? I think they'll appreciate it that, uh, you know, in, in an offhanded way, you are commenting upon their natural beauty. It's true.
1: Yeah. They're like, listen, even if my bones are old and brittle, at least I've still got it, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that's a long intro. Let's. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we're a little bit more warmed up now because now it's time for the news. Okay, so the first article today is from CN... CN blah, blah 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 blah. I'm going to try that again, like <laughs> I'm a professional and not some
1: not some schmuck in a converted garage. Am I right, ladies?
0: Not 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 some mushmouth swamp creature. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the first article comes to us from CNBC. The Olympics will ban spectators after Japan declares a state of emergency. Olympic cool. organizers will ban spectators from the games in Tokyo after Japan declared a state of emergency amid rising COVID-19
1: cases in the country. Holy shit. So they're literally just doing round two, huh? It looks like they're doing round two. Is it the the original strain or is it Delta? It's looking like it's Delta. I, that's what I've been worried about in terms of pandemic 2.0. So from what i've heard correct me if i'm wrong the delta variant seems to be most prominent in areas that are widely unvaccinated so like a lot of red states a lot of the midwest in america and like areas who were really resistant to vaccines those seem to be the main problem spots as far as the delta variant goes in america so what i'm concerned about i hadn't heard about any particular resistance to vaccines in japan so the, the delta variant
0: the delta variant Uh, Based on what I've read, I'm not a doctor. This is just me reading what other doctors have said is more contagious. And there's a chance there's been several cases of people who were already vaccinated catching it. And they didn't have severe cases, Mm -hmm. but they could still transmit it. Okay. so the World Health Organization is advising people to continue wearing their masks and continue social distancing. Okay. because until the vaccine rates go up enough, we're not out of the woods yet.
1: Yeah. So I'm
0: still wearing masks and I'm still social distancing and I've done a couple of social things, but only with people that I knew were already vaccinated Mm -hmm. and also similarly being careful.
1: Yeah. That is uh that's a doozy because God knows we've already had enough kind of a uh, collective trauma over the last year. God oh. knows we don't
0: need around two. I believe uh we're up to 38,000 dead in the state of Florida from COVID. Whew. That's just Florida.
1: I wish that was surprising but shit. Yeah, we also have
0: currently the highest number of COVID cases in the country.
1: Oh great! Thanks, Ron DeSantis. Thanks, super racist Ron DeSantis.
0: Yeah, he's a really good governor who likes all sorts of good things happen, mm-hmm. like another round of the plague.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know, criminalizing transness. Boy, he really, he really has got it all. He hates the gays, hates the transes, hates uh, really anyone who's not white or, or rich. straight or rich or cis. He just wants little clones of himself walking all over the state. Just little, little, what's the plural of Ron DeSantis? Little Ron DeSantis walking around the state. Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. All, all neat and neat and two little rows like, uh, like Madeline. Oh goodness. That's a depressing thought. Yeah. It's horrifying. Just like, it's just them just tromping through the fucking swamp.
0: But on a lighter note, that's not depressing
1: Mm.
0: in other news. Statues of Confederate generals to come down in Charlottesville, years after the Unite the Right rally.
1: Ooh, get them. Get their ass. Get their ass. Well, it's about it damn like, time, isn't it?
0: Uh, looks like the monuments to that honor General Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson, which have been up for a century, are among those to come down. Actually, they are the ones coming down. Uh, those statues were put up in the early 20th century during the second rise of the KKK, and when the Whew. South first really began ramping up the uh, Jim Crow practices. Mm. You'd think that they they would
1: have looked back and been like, why are we defending something the KKK put up? But they never really have that much self-awareness, do they?
0: Uh, The people that are really big fans of it uh, see that as a plus.
1: Great! This is great. They just
0: don't admit it.
1: That's, okay, yeah. No, that tracks, honestly. Boy, I'm glad they're coming down. I cannot wait to see all the conservative whining about it. I know it'll probably cause some problems, but I just think it's funny when all writers cry. Um they're not This is true. It's it's very good. Do you follow the Twitter account conservative self-owns or like right-wing cope? I follow both. I don't
0: them. I I don't, but I see their stuff now and then.
1: I uh, those are two different accounts. I mixed them up, but right-wing cope is just all the fucking ways right he is coping with trump exiting office and it is fucking comical a lot of them are very are are very insistent on the fact that biden is a shadow president and trump is still in power
0: oh yeah that's the q conspiracies
1: very much so and i'm like y'all really have nothing left to hang on to huh like you've created no other identity for yourself you are never going to be like any level of self-aware and it's a little bit terrifying um,
0: well it's partially because they, they don't have any actual they don't have a lens through which to actually analyze the world they're all reactionary they mm. don't they don't they, they don't have a dialectical materialism y'all motherfuckers need dialectical materialism
1: hey Micah uh, for the average listener who's definitely not me because I'm smart and I know what that means define dialectic di- shit define dialectical materialism uh i
0: don't really have a very good definition for it but basically
1: why would you whip that, that out, not have a definition ready
0: i said i didn't have a very good definition for it god damn it but basically <laughs> what it is is where it's it's a material analysis it's looking at things the way they are the way the world is not through the lens of like your ideology and what you want it to be but look at the way things actually are so like so, being
1: able to view things objectively
0: Yes, and then from that, being able to extrapolate what's going on in the world. Mm. For instance, really hot lately, that's because of climate change. Mm. Fun fact, 70% of the world's emissions are created by only 100 companies.
1: And all their CEOs have names and addresses.
0: This is true. We're not saying to do anything with it. We're just stating that as a fun little fact.
1: Yeah, fun facts. Fun Fun facts. With Stevie and Micah. And we're just stating
0: some facts. Shit, what was I saying?
1: Uh, It's like how climate change, through dialectical materialism, 70% Uh, emissions... Yeah.
0: So, using a material analysis, we can recognize that everybody recycling and everybody using less water and stuff, that's only going to do so much. The problem Mm -hmm. is these 100 companies... So, if you use uh, material analysis, if you want to deal with climate change, you have to deal with those companies. Mm-hmm.
1: And all that campaigning a couple years ago about saving the turtles and not using plastic straws was all just a fucking cover by those companies in order to pin all the blame on the individual and say, You're not doing enough. See, the turtles are dying because of you. No, bitch. We're dying because of you. Yep.
0: Well, anyway, the point that I was trying to get at was all these people who get into QAnon and whatnot that lack the analysis to be able to understand that the world is run by rich people. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a triple triple parentheses kind of way. I mean, it's run by people with a lot of money. It's This isn't Elders of Zion or whatever. This is... It's run by Bezos. It's run by Bill Gates. It's run by... Warren Buffett. It's run by all these rich motherfuckers who are billionaires, have tons of money, and can afford to do whatever they want. And yet, the U.S. government still continually gives them more money, like the ten billion dollars they offered to Bezos to launch himself into space. Now, granted, I, if I had it, I would pay Jim Bezos. Jim, Jim, take your time. I would pay Jim. (laughs) I I would pay. Jim and Jeff Bezos. I don't know who Jim Bezos is. He's going along for the ride too. I would pay
1: all the Bezoses. It doesn't fucking matter what their name is. You're all going. I don't want to see your goddamn name ever again.
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. Targeted
1: no, harassment I, to the Bezoses.
0: No, but seriously, like like if I had the money, I would pay Jeff, you know, the the 10 billion to launch himself into space. If yep. I had the money. Yeah. I don't. I don't have the money. But actually, you know what? Even the, No, I probably wouldn't. I. I. I just you know build a rocket myself and launch him myself, and then use the money I saved to, uh, you know, help create mutual aid, help feed people, help provide housing, things that Jeff Bezos could already be doing with all the wealth that he stole from the workers. But does it because he is a bad person?
1: Yeah. Just really. Just inherently. that's all it comes down to also speaking of just all that in terms of, like, rich people running the world, something that's really been grinding my gears lately, I say lately, and for the past ah, four or five years since I kind of gained a certain level of, like, political consciousness, is the fact that corporations are allowed to function as political entities, and they are allowed to act as though they are individuals. They are allowed to donate to, like, political campaigns. They are allowed to, uh, like, it's like how there's, like, that whole list of, like, these are all the companies that donated to Trump, and it's, like, fucking... Taco Bell and, like, obviously Chick-fil-A and, like, all these random-ass companies and everyone was like, oh shit, can't go to Taco Bell anymore. And then they didn't stop going to Taco Bell or Chick-fil-A. Like, there's no level of accountability for these corporations and it's like, obviously, a corporation is going to fund... a a, a political party or a political figure who is going to give them more power so it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy they're all just sucking each other's dicks and then the little guy is like well i don't have a billion dollars to give to 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 give to a presidential like candidate and because they have more money they're more likely to win it's like a direct correlation what's a bitch to do overthrow the companies fun fact corner that was not an (laughs) endorsement of public violence you can take that little out of tune ditty I did and turn it into something cool, can't you? Can't you? You can produce it to hell, make it sound like a tune.
0: I could. <laughs> I do have Melodyne. I might. I'm just say. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what I can can wrangle with it. But no. Basically, yeah. You, I agree with you, Stevie. Yeah. On on basically all of that, except mm. all corporations are bad. All of them do bad things. Also fair. They also make everything. There's nowhere you can go to get stuff that you need to survive that's not somewhere down the line made via exploitation. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism.
1: Yeah. This doesn't mean that we
0: shouldn't fight to change that. We should. Mm -hmm. We should definitely fight to change that. But you have to recognize that at a certain point, there's only so much that you can do with your dollar. Because, again, you're poor we don't have billions of dollars.
1: I've kind of struggled with that lately, especially, like, in terms of, like, well, I need this thing, and I need it to be affordable and like i can't afford to like drive across town to get it well i have to order it off of amazon because there's literally no other websites that compare to amazon in terms of like that level of affordability and convenience for the everyman and it sucks because like what else are you supposed to do and like even in terms of like restaurants like me and shall have had this conversation like many times where i'm like well i don't know if i want to go there because they supported this and they're like i just assume all companies are racist at this point like i just i just assume that and honestly fair like i don't know if i've mentioned on the podcast but like shiloh is a like black non-binary person and like they're like very much sort of at like an intersection of like disenfranchisement and they're like i just assume they all suck now and i'm like you know what i can't even fault you on that like where the fuck are you supposed to go
0: yeah it is kind of a bummer yeah but it is something that you need to not be as hard at yourself hard on yourself about because again you are just a little man about town. There's only so much that you can do. <laughs>
1: did you just quote my Discord status at me? <laughs> yes, I did. For the for the listener who is not friends with me on Discord, my status because I have Discord Nitro is a little dancing roach and the words little man about town.
0: <laughs> oh, I completely missed the dancing roach. Oh,
1: there it's it is. So go- it does a little dance. Look uh, at him.
0: Look at it go. <laughs> look at him go.
1: <laughs> so, moving on to the next item of news. Oh, there's more news. I think last time we only had two, so I just expected two this time. We are nope, feasting fa- good today, boys.
0: I found three. Lots going on in the world. On Sesame Street, <laughs> Elmo gets a puppy.
1: <gasps> that's thrilling. I thought it was going to be like Elmo says fuck or something cool like that, but a puppy's also really good. Uh,
0: they've given Elmo a white and brown puppy named Tango uh, oh, in an cute. animated in an animated segment that they do. Uh the pup is first introduced in a 30-minute animated special, "Furry Friends for Elmo," or "Furry Friends Forever." Elmo gets a puppy, ah, that's and basically, so cute. the job what they're doing is they're trying to uh, teach kids about the importance of taking care of pets and pet care, and what kind of responsibilities
1: it is. And I think that's fantastic. That's so good. I think that's great. Sesame Street has honestly, like, always been like very influential and like very helpful in terms of like teaching concepts to kids like i remember like okay i say i remember i remember learning about this because i was not alive when it happened i think i might be wrong um i'm pretty sure it was when jfk was assassinated or there no 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 no. it was it was it was uh one of the kennedys other kennedy what someone was assassinated and they ended up talking about it on sesame street because they realized uh, who was it it was. I remember
0: when Mr. Cooper died, and they talked about death because a, an actor on the show had passed away.
1: I may be thinking of a different show. I remember there being a. a I a think your show. You've got to be talking about a different show because I Sesame Street. I know my what Sesame Street. What does assassination mean? I know that that line. Like, what does assassination mean? That was Mister Rogers got the mixed up got them mixed up mr cooper's death on sesame street led to them sort of talking about death and what that meant mr rogers did talk about like he had like one of the little puppets like asked like what does assassination mean to like one of like the i cannot remember her name to one of the like real life women who is in uh the little, Lady little town. yes um because that was something that kids were hearing a lot about at that point and I it was I'm pretty sure it was one of the Kennedy's I think it was Robert Kennedy um it's
0: totally not Lady Elaine that was another one of the puppets but continue
1: oh I was thinking I thought you were talking about like the lady herself
0: no I, I actually I know what lady is but I can't remember her name rip I just remember Lady Elaine was a really creepy Oh, one she was a bitch carousel.
1: I didn't like her she was she was a creepy ass bitch I didn't fuck with her at all um oh Daniel Tiger was the one asking it to the real life lady oh, of course lady. of course it was Daniel Tiger right um but it was something that kids were hearing a lot about and because mr rogers cared a fuck ton about kids he was like you know what like we need to talk about it because like they're going to be wondering and if their parents aren't going to teach them we have to and sesame street has also kind of always taken that stance in terms of like in terms of like filling in the gaps of like education and like life learning that like parents aren't able to provide kids which is why it's so like beneficial that shows like sesame street are on public television and aren't available and are available especially to kids in like low-income areas
0: sesame streets on hbo now
1: oh god damn it are you fucking they fucking gentrified sesame street yeah are you okay so i mm, okay so i retract part of that statement they started out with a really good fucking mission And I don't fuck too heavy with what they've done with that. But to be fair, cable television is dying.
0: PBS, uh, I believe, gets the episodes like six months after they air. Okay. But it is is on HBO now. And I don't know if the animated one is on PBS or if that's an HBO exclusive. Okay
1: okay as long as they are still airing on pbs i am i suppose i am more okay with it and as cable television is sort of a dying medium it i guess it makes sense to a certain extent that hbo would have would have bought that to keep them alive um although again i can't really assume good intentions from any streaming service or any corporation
0: no no they totally bought it to keep it alive but also because they recognize that it's a moneymaker
1: Oh, absolutely! Oh, god, absolutely! It's been fucking decades. Um, But all that to say, I think that's good. I think that's great that Sesame Street is teaching kids about stuff that they might, excuse me, that they might not have like learned about otherwise or heard about otherwise. Um, I think that's great. Also, Mm
0: -hmm. keeps them out of the hands of Disney. That's true. That is true. So I Um, mean, kind of a plus, I guess. If you got to root for somebody, root against Disney. I would I would root for Sesame Street
1: Mister Rogers over Disney.
0: Oh, fun fact about Mister Rogers. Uh, you know how in every episode he fed his fish and he would say, "Okay, I'm going to go feed my fish." Uh huh. He started doing that because uh, he mentioned feeding his fish once and then forgot to. He fed the fish on screen but forgot to say he was doing it. Mm-hmm. And a little deaf girl wrote in and she was worried about the fish if he'd remember or to feed her.
1: What if it? But blind girl. I remember hearing the story.
0: Oh, blind. I'm sorry, blind, not deaf. A blind girl. Um, oh. She wrote in because she was like, hey, I, I, you know, I didn't know if you fed the fish. And he's was like, oh, yeah. So from then on, he just started announcing when he was going to feed the fish. That's so, that so
1: cute. He's all the so blind viewers would know what was going on. That's so cute. That makes my heart so happy. Yeah, he was a good guy. He was so good. I've actually. <laughs> this is an absurd thing to say over the course of the pandemic i've really gotten back into the work of mr rogers because <laughs> in terms of like processing trauma and like reconnecting like with my inner child and that kind of thing and i used to think like whenever my first semi-shitty therapist introduced the concept of the inner child to me i always thought it was uh, i i didn't really put much stock in it but as i started to like learn more about that and understand more about that i was like oh Oh, it's because of the childhood trauma. And I was like, you know what? Okay. So every now and then, like, I am going to, like, let myself enjoy things that I enjoyed in childhood and, like, have it in a safe environment and, like, sort of allow myself to feel that joy without any of the threats that are incorporated previously. That's fair yeah i it's very it's very healthy me and shadow have both kind of like encouraged that in each other and because of that and because of how fucking traumatic the pandemic was i got really back into mr rogers (laughs) and it was really good and there's there's a, a video of me on my snapchat from like a year and a half ago where it just zooms in on the tv where mr rogers is he has a little wooden man on the end of a ruler and the ruler is like on the end of like a table and he's bouncing the ruler and the little man dances and so I'm just like zooming in and the little man dances and the camera flips to me and I'm sobbing red faced, and I'm going, he, ma- he he's making the little man dance. actually i just like, having a breakdown over it because I'd already oh. been having a bad day and the little wooden man dancing at the hands of Mr. Rogers was the last fucking straw. <laughs> anyway, now I'm on antidepressants.
0: <laughs> Today in Stevie's mental health
1: speaking of mental health, uh, I think the well-being trend is working. Okay. Uh, Keep an eye on it. I am keeping an eye on it because I do not want to become a manic or an insomniac. So I am... Yeah, I'm keeping an eye on it, and I do have a follow-up doctor's appointment fairly soon. So I am going to sort of... Yeah, I am tracking uh, all that shit. I also sort of connected with my university's, uh, like, therapy department, and they're getting me in in the fall since that's when I'm enrolled again. So right now I'm technically not enrolled, so they can't take me. But they did actually introduce me to an app that the university pays for so students can use it, and it's called WellTrack. And it is extremely helpful. And so... It is, like, a really good, like, really consistent mood tracker, which I used to do, but I kind of got out of, but also sort of, like, organizes that data in a way that's, like, really easy for you to, like, process, which I think is good, so I don't have to do it myself. Um, it's very, very helpful.
0: I totally have a mood tracking app that I have not been using.
1: Not good. Does it send you reminders? No. That is helpful. If it has a reminder setting, do that, because God knows I will not think to use it otherwise. I think it yeah. sends me reminders, like, twice a day. It's great. Yeah. Um, but i noticed like oh like there has been an uptick and like when i have started to drift down i i'm able to get back out of it which really wasn't the case before like i'm like i feel like overwhelmed there's too much shit for me to do and then i like take a minute like for an hour i take an i take an hour and then i'm like i take an hour and then i'm like okay this is okay i'll just do one thing at a time and then i end up doing the things i was worried about it's is this how neurotypical people feel Am I healed? Am I all better? Am I neurotypical now? You can take away my diagnosis. You can take away my Wellbutrin. I'm That's cured.
0: Ki- it's kind of not how that works. But, Fuck uh... you.
1: I'm cured. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't have depression anymore. <laughs> I did the dishes. Oh, there you go. I, however, have not done the laundry that uh, uh, the about laundry. three weeks ago I said... I really need to do this laundry. And every day I've looked at it and said, I really need to do this laundry. And it's been three weeks. So. You should probably do that laundry. No, you're telling me. You're telling me I'm running out of clean underwear. I've been wearing the same bro tank Uh. for like three days. (laughs)
0: Oh, goodness, you are uh, you are a pubescent boy.
1: Oh, very much so. Listen, the bro tank thing, I-, I said that for jokes. Listen, it's not even because I have nothing else clean. I just like the bro tanks. I don't feel comfortable in anything else at this point, but that's just for gender reasons, so I'm going to keep recycling the same forest shirts that I feel safe in.
0: There you go. And <laughs> in my case, uh, the weather's too hot for me to
1: dress film. Ow. That sucks ass. Yeah, uh, like, there
0: are plenty of uh, trans femmes and trans women online who dress in cute sundresses and dress in cute outfits and all that when summer rolls around I am not one of them. You're goth. I am goth. I don't like hot weather. I like cold weather because you can add more layers of neat clothing. Yeah. As opposed to hot weather where you can only get so naked before someone calls the cops.
1: It's true I uh, There are definitely TikToks I've seen About how to dress goth in hot weather Because somehow I'm at this like Intersection of TikTok where I'm like Occasionally dabbling in the goth scene Despite never having partaken In the aesthetic particularly much um, It's really fun, although I did have A one month phase where I just bought like A fuck ton of like silver rings off of Etsy And they had like, snakes and shit on them That was really fun, that was actually a very hot phase for me And I should re-enter that come uh, come the winter time Oh yeah, um, sure Oh, absolutely. It was a really fun look. But there are like those like long black dresses that are like really like kind of kind of gauzy, but they're made out of like thin, breathable material. So I feel like you could make it yeah. work.
0: See, that's the thing. I'm not a dress person. Mm. Okay. That'll
1: do it in that case. yeah, yeah i'm
0: not, I'm not I'm not really a shirt go spinny person. I am uh, I dress more on the uh the vim side of the spectrum yeah and i prefer long pants whenever possible which in florida not always feasible so right now i am wearing some cargo shorts and
1: hating every minute of it just like not looking at your legs you're like right now i have nothing below the knee nothing below the knee is any of my goddamn business oh no they stop
0: they stop around mid-thigh but it's still just like they're just clunky i don't like them uh, I thought you were talking about there. your
1: legs and not the cargo
0: shorts. Oh, I love my legs. My legs are great. My legs are one of my you best features in my opinion. do good I'll give
1: you that. You have great legs.
0: Which, uh, this actually brings us right around to uh, this another segment I want to do. This Week in Transit.
1: Hell yeah. This Week in Transit. Personal news. What's going on with you?
0: So, I had my follow-up appointment uh, with Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. And... My hormone levels were much lower. They had been at 500. They're down to the 100-something range. Like, holy shit.
1: Is that good? Lower. No, that's bad. Oh. My okay. estrogen,
0: My estrogen had dropped from, like, okay. 500 down to, like, the 100 level. And my tea is practically non-existent. Uh, that's confusing. So, well, what had happened was I'd mentioned that my father-in-law had passed away. And oh. for about three weeks, I had forgotten to take two in the morning and and one at night on the estradiol and I was only taking one in the morning and one at night kids if you get on HRT if you decide that that is a path for you and you get on hormone replacement therapy follow the instructions directly don't jack around with it it's really important I'm back on the the amount that I should be taking and we're going to check again next time to see if my levels have gone up and if not they're going to boost the amount of uh, estradiol that I take we'll see how that goes it's, it 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 bears mentioning that you do not have to medically transition in order to be trans
1: yes fuck turfs we uh care nothing at all for those bad boys uh it it should be known that uh it is Kind of classes to insist that somebody medically transition, given that it is not a cheap venture. We have both been very it open about uh, the amount of, of difficulties in terms of, like, insurance and payment has gone into, like, our HRT journeys. Um, literally, the only reason I'm able to get top surgery in December is because of, like, the generosity of my community and the people around me, like it's fucking expensive to be trans uh and along with that even if it wasn't expensive to be trans and medically transitioning was easy for everyone who wanted it uh still a big fuck you to people who think you have to medically transition in order to be transgender dysphoria does not equal transness thank you and good night
0: also not to mention i've was i've been trans forever Mm -hmm. and i was not able to get on hrt until recently That did not change my transness I was still trans Mm -hmm. I was very much in the closet But I was still trans Yep So Just as valid
1: Also You can have partial dysphoria I personally have uh, Like chest dysphoria I have no bottom dysphoria Whatsoever Um, Coochie gang Here we come It's perfectly fine Uh, So you don't have to have All encompassing dysphoria And hate your whole body In order for you to be trans either Which is
0: kind of funny Because I also have Top dysphoria And no bottom dysphoria
1: I guess it runs in the family Huh? It must. It really does. Delightful. So that's our that's our spiel on that. Uh, just want to make that clear, since we are a trans podcast and that's a hot button issue in the community. Anyway, yeah, uh, all trans people are valid, and I love you. Ditto. <laughs> really good, really good cherry on the top there, Micah. You're like that was mushy. Uh, ditto.
0: <laughs> Look, I still have. I still have some tendencies from being socialized, you know, male mm-hmm. for a lot of my life, where it's very hard for me to get emotional and openly and all that with people, and so I still hide behind a layer of, uh, cynicism, and, uh, what's that term I'm looking for?
1: Uh, fuck. The podcast is dying. The podcast is dying, Micah. Cynic- Dead air.
0: Dead air. Ah, <laughs> Cynicism. And it's not apathy. Apathy not the term I'm looking for.
1: I'm trying to think of a different way to say jaded.
0: No, 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 no. It's where you, you've got distance between you and a thing. Uh aloofness. Ah, yes, that's the term I was looking for. Aloofness. That's the bitch. So yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm very aloof.
1: Meanwhile, I've been noticing. Um, in funny ways, like the different ways tea has affected me, and the problem is that I can't, I, I legitimately do not know how much of this is a biological imperative, of which it is probably very little, versus how much of this is my wee little pea brain going, well you're you're boy now, and I'm like but I was boy before I got on T and the little brain goes, but you're extra boy, and I'm like, that's not how it works and then I'm like, you're gonna be a vacation dad, and I like wanna learn how to grill and shit, and I'm like, okay, so Oh, how did i get here no i haven't yet because i don't have a grill but like i keep seeing tiktoks about like people's dads on vacation and like the different like I- like the dads sit and like the having the itinerary in the folder and like checking the luggage and shit and like sleeping on the plane and i literally look at these like middle-aged men caring for their families on vacation and, like, paying for everything and taking care of everything so everyone else can have fun. And I'm like, God, I wish that were me. And then I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? They're getting to ya. You don't want to be a nuclear family asshole. But, like, me and Shiloh have talked about it, saying that we kind of are drawn to the, 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 the structure of a nuclear family so that we can co-opt it for our own purposes. Because the go. idea, like... We have literally talked about how, like, even though we're both, like, non binary, Shiloh actually uses, uh, they, he pronouns, even though we're both non binary, we've discussed how, like, I want to be a Dilf and Shiloh wants to be a MILF. So <laughs> we've just sort of planned that future for ourselves. We don't know if we're going to have kids, but we feel like either way, we'll, we'll still be fuckable, you know? And, <laughs> and uh, and we want to be the hottest per, the hottest people at the neighborhood barbecue, you know? Well, this
0: conversation took a weird turn for your sibling.
1: Sorry, they're
0: sitting there going, "Yeah, we're gonna be hot as fuck. Everyone's gonna want to do us." And I'm just over here going, I, uh, "Good for you, kiddo." <laughs> g- 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 yeah, get out there and. Uh,
1: I'm glad you're supporting my dreams. Throw them wild
0: oats. Although Thanks, actually, Micah. what I was, was going to say was, you could still have like the whole dad vacation thing mm-hmm. and the whole like that 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 vacation dad vibe and have it in an open polyamorous relationship with people because that can be your family that you're taking care of.
1: Oh, that's very delightful actually. Um, and although I don't necessarily think that polyamory is right for me, I do think that I would still like to sort of just like care for everyone around me. I mean, that's literally part of like the shtick of like my online presence is that I'm just like everyone's like gay uncle it's fun. Like sometimes, like the younger mods, like in my Discord server, will like message me and be like, "Hey, hey, Uncle Stevie, hey dad, hey dad, look what I'm doing." And I'm like, "Good for you, kiddo. I like that. N- I like that nail polish color. Go you." And like, I don't know, like what fandom they're talking about, but I'm like, "Yeah, play that, play that video game." And it's great. And I'm like, you know, maybe it's just the daddy issues, and I'm like manifesting it through myself and becoming the dad that I needed. Uh,
0: no idea there. <laughs>
1: Fucking dadception. Not, I'm like becoming. Not gonna my touch own that dad. one.
0: <laughs> Not touching that one.
1: Can't blame you. I don't want to either, and yet here I am living it.
0: Oh goodness! See, meanwhile, in my case, I just want to be—I just want to
1: be the big-titty golf girlfriend. Yes, that's the dream. I like that we both have like archetypes that we're going for, but they're like polar opposite. Like in a typical neighborhood, those two entities would never interact.
0: Well, I was also going to say, getting back to the polyamory thing. Yeah, I personally have nothing against polyamory, and yeah. would possibly even be interested in it except i have no energy i fair i have enough energy for one person and i that might change in the future i don't know i don't have a crystal ball yeah but for right now i'm married that's our relationship we aren't polyamorous that's a lot of work
1: No, I absolutely see it taking more energy. I mean, it's literally, it's two relationships in one, or more than that, like, in one. Like, it's not only, like, sort of handling, like, the group dynamic, which is, like, one can of worms. You're also handling your dynamic with someone else, and depending on sort of, like, the structure of the relationship, it might also be with somebody else. And, like, that's the whole thing, you know? Like, that's that's a lot. And I also feel like I would have to work on and from what i've heard i've also i've ended up on polyamory tiktok a lot it seems like you do also end up having to work on a lot of like your personal issues and personal insecurities like for me i think jealousy would probably be an issue or like insecurity would probably be an issue but that's the thing that's a personal issue even if it's something that the other people in the group aren't trying to cause if that's something i'm feeling that's something i would need to address before entering that situation or once i enter that situation
0: You also have to keep in mind power dynamics, because Mm. a lot of times, uh, in my case, if I were to be in a polyamorous relationship, Andrea would be my primary person still, Yeah, because we're married. Yeah. And that doesn't work with a lot of polyamorous relationships. They need it to be more horizontally
1: organized. Oh, you froze. Hold on. Oh, did I just lose you, Steve? You just 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 froze. Oh, God, can you hear me? Oh, no. I guess it's my podcast now,
0: since Micah can't hear me. Well, it looks like we're having some technical difficulties.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Could you hear me that whole
0: time? No, I could not. You froze.
1: Okay, you froze too. So I got very, very worried. Um, okay. Should we do a second clap just in case?
0: No, I think we're still synced because we never stopped recording.
1: That's true. Okay. Um, that that didn't So the same me. amount
0: of time has passed by. Okay. So right. what I'll do is I'll just re-listen to it. I'll edit in what I was saying.
1: Great. Can you you tell me what you were saying? (laughs) What was the last thing you heard? Um, Andrea would still be your primary person because that's who you're married to.
0: Yeah, she would still be my primary person because that's who I'm married to. And in a lot of polyamorous relationships, from what I understand, they try to keep them a little bit more horizontal. Mm. And you don't want to have that kind of imbalance Mm -hmm. in a lot of relationships. But there are others that uh, do, and they manage to make it work just fine. So, you know, different strokes, different folks.
1: Yeah, I think you definitely would have to be, honestly, very intimately aware of, like, the other people's, like, boundaries and preferences and what they're looking for. And you would have to have, like, a really good idea of what you want that structure to be before getting anywhere close to entering into a relationship like that. Um, so, as you said, that's a fuck-ton more work. That's a lot more work. And, like, and yep. en- entering into any relationship with another person is going to expose your own flaws, and it can be super difficult. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, absolutely, fucking A. Like, oh, yeah i've i've already like dealt with a lot of like personal insecurities like just from like entering a relationship with somebody else because like that's a that's a whole nother viewpoint you're now incorporating into your own that and like clashes that you never thought would be clashes and that kind of shit and now if you're getting that double triple even shit i respect the hell out of polyamorous people oh i definitely do too
0: hip hop a hippity hop it's the generational gap Oh, you were asking me earlier about styles from the 90s and styles that are coming back. Uh, Jinko the ones-
1: jeans. Jinko jeans.
0: Okay. The thing you have to understand about Jinko jeans is they are, A, they don't seem to be coming back.
1: The, no, they're not. I should probably explain the the premise a little bit i texted Micah earlier and i said that i wanted to for generational gap that is i wanted to talk about the styles that were that were big whenever they were in yeah high school college maybe middle school and the styles that were when i was because a lot of the 90s and 2000s styles as everyone knows are coming back and then i thought about jinko jeans because those do not seem to be coming back and i want to understand so bad those big ass pants look so fucking silly i love them so much
0: okay they were extremely comfortable. Uh-huh. And because they had so much loose billowing material in the Florida heat, they were cooler to wear temperature wise than pants of the same color that were a normal cut.
1: That's so surprising. So for to instance,
0: me. if you're wearing black jeans that were a bit tighter, you're gonna die in Florida heat. But if you're wearing yeah. black Jinkos, it's several degrees cooler and you were generally not as hot.
1: I thought that that was how, because like air stays inside it basically, and that's why like whenever you're like layering up for the winter, it's good to have like a puffy vest or jacket because then air is in there and that keeps you warm. I don't understand at all how that works because if the cause if the air is inside, wouldn't that make it make it warm like it is in the winter? But
0: if you're moving around, oh, maybe not. Then. It's not. It's not closed up. It's got big loose
1: bottoms. That's true. That is true. That makes sense. Yeah. Innovative.
0: Think about how people dress in Saudi Arabia. They wear those big, flowing uh, outfits. Those, 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 those long—I don't know the proper term for them. I want to say gowns. Yeah. I know it's not gowns, but they, they wear those. Those really. Those, the, the, if if somebody could could like tweet at the official account or something, what those are called, I would really appreciate it. But um, I'd probably say tunic,
1: but I feel like that's probably not right either.
0: No tunics are short. Tunics only go oh, to like really.
1: I didn't yeah, know tunics sure. were exclusively short.
0: Oh, I'm actually wearing a tunic right now.
1: Oh, word! Good for you.
0: Yeah, it's very cute. I got it from Killstar. Who again, Killstar? If you would like to uh, sponsor us, I would like some clothes, and
1: Stevie would like some money. So, yes, please, yes, please. I would take like one Goth outfit just to see if it would look good on me, um, and if not, I would like I would like money in- instead. Thanks. <laughs> or I take both. That would be good too both yeah both is good <laughs> both would be good I would take money and clothing it's up to y'all but I would at least money um, I remember talking to Andrea about Ginko's actually um, and she was saying how uh, whenever they were wet they were fucking impossible to walk in like just fuck- they're heavy ass jeans because they're just like big and wide
0: oh yeah if they got wet then you were definitely hauling around like an extra 40 pounds Whew, god damn that is a lot I'm exaggerating. It's probably only 20 pounds. But still, still it was a, a lot. <laughs> it's still a lot of weight. That's that's like ankle weights. God damn. But they were cool and they were fun to jump around in. They were fun to mosh in. They were fun to dance in. They were fun pants. And I'm kind of sad that they're not coming back because I feel like
1: the youths of today are really missing out. They would. I'm going to double check. I'm going to look up Jinko jeans again for the for the discerning listener. That is JNCO jeans oh i mean listen those are somehow not even as big as i thought they would be i feel like these could easily have a comeback
0: well there's still a company that's in that's like making jeans they just stopped making them as big
1: oh even the ones wow these are big (laughs) these are a lot no i got to like a 90s advertisement those are big as fuck you weren't kidding huh holy shit See, some of these look kind of, like, almost, like, bell-bottom adjacent. Just not oh, yeah. slim at the top. Um, uh, there were there were jinko bell-bottoms. Oh, okay. And bell-bottoms are also kind of coming back as well. Like, 60s and 70s fashion is also kind of having a reemergence. It's very cool. I feel like a lot of decades at once, like, as, like, Gen Zers are kind of, like, finding their niche. It's really, really interesting. There's, like, a thriving, like, hippie, like, 70s community on TikTok. Well,
0: when I was... A youngin in the 90s uh, 60s and 70s fashion came back then too
1: oh so like so retro this, fashion is like always a thing
0: always a thing and it looks like it's cycling at the same time
1: yeah I mean trends work a lot faster now so I guess it kind of makes sense that it's all gonna start fucking colliding
0: yeah that's a Wait, little mean, terrifying meanwhile uh, my style is best described as, as business goth
1: that's delightful Tell me what you could typically be found in, uh, if you were, if you were gonna, like, go to class in, like, college or something. Oh, in college? Yeah.
0: Cargo shorts, sandals, and a t-shirt.
1: Okay, so very chill beach vibes. Okay, um, right after college. Is that when Business Goth came in?
0: Business Goth didn't really start coming in until, yeah, Guitar Center.
1: Okay, so that was, like, what, right out of college or into college? Uh, at the
0: end of my college career and after college.
1: Okay. Describe business goth. I feel like I'm not really getting a good image in my mind.
0: Uh, basically black clothing, not too frilly. Stuff that you could wear that would actually probably not totally go against a business dress code. Mm. A lot of, um, a lot of button up black shirts.
1: I like those. Those are fun.
0: I'm actually, I'm trying to, I'm watching some videos on YouTube. My latest infatuation is is uh, with tailoring stuff Ooh. and maybe I'll actually follow through and properly learn how to tailor stuff or maybe, maybe I won't, maybe this will just be my brief infatuation of the next couple <laughs> of months and I'll completely give up on it uh, who knows but if not, I do have some shirts that I that I, I had for more uh, boy mode mm-hmm. that I would like to tailor a bit to fit uh, more closely in a more feminine uh, shape
1: Yeah, that's very good I feel like business goth is very, very fashionable. I say fashionable. I, I Timeless. It's a Timeless t- it, is a better word. Yes.
0: It is a timeless look. Yes. That's the bitch. Yeah. Which means I don't have to keep
1: up with trends. That's safe. That's really a safe choice. Yep. Uh, what year were you in middle school? What, or years, rather? I want to say 94 to like 90,
0: 94 to 97. So re- like 93? really, really the heart of the 90s so 93 to 96 something like that yeah
1: so what was that for you just kind of like graphic tees and shorts
0: yeah i was, I was in middle school what else was okay you
1: yeah just like a middle school boy i just kind of wondered if that just kind of like stayed the same throughout the ages it's just the characters on the shirts are just different okay so that's fairly consistent huh
0: yeah and i've Word. always worn black shirts okay like i like my primary clothing has always been black
1: interesting I remember we've talked about this before. I remember seeing the photo of you when you were like really little, where you were like dressed up as a fairy or something, and it was like the little like wings and the wand and shit. And it was real cute. And I, like you're like, yeah, I've, yeah, I've always I've always worn black. And, like this one, this singular picture speaks to the contrary and maybe a bit of transness at five years old. <laughs> I'm at quite
0: a bit of transness at five years old. Let's not kid ourselves. No, once I was old enough to start picking my own clothing, that's when I went for black.
1: Mm, Gotcha. Huh. I always really, really like wanted to dress like all the cool kids because I remember wow classes I'm really hit young in middle school was when I started getting an idea of like what brands were popular because popular people were wearing like Hollister and Aeropostale shirts I didn't have those because they're 30 bucks a shirt Tommy Hilfiger when I was young okay Tommy is kind of back I but it's mainly just like the underwear and maybe swimsuits at this point it's pretty much just the underwear now though um Yeah, I do have a sports bra from them, and it really didn't hold up very well. <laughs> it just, it, I ran it through the wash like once, and the dye started running, and I was like, okay, okay, you piece of oh, shit. that's cheap. Yeah, to be fair, I did buy it on the discount rack at Urban Outfitters, but at the same time, it wasn't discount the whole time. Why'd y'all fucking grift me like this? So that was annoying. I don't really trust them anymore, but it's I digress. A hazard of
0: fast, it's the hazard of fast fashion.
1: Absolutely. But I really, really wanted to have like the it brands and mom was like a huge ebay connoisseur at that point and she used to buy like lots which she explained to me were just like a, a fuck ton of stuff for real cheap and you could kind of pick what you wanted so she would buy like lots of like books um so it would have like just a fuck ton of like harlequin romance books and she would just pick out the one she liked and relist the one she didn't and so she did that this was the jackpot for me she did that with a big fucking batch of the Aeropostale and Hollister t-shirts, and I was the hottest bitch on the block. And for once in middle school, I did not feel insecure, because I had my fitted Aeropostale and Hollister tees, and that was also when really, really big, massive fucking bows were in style for, like, girls that age. Like... Big as your fucking head, bows. And we had had bows, like we were bows when we were like toddlers. And so those were still around. But my bows were never as big as they should have been. I would have a real little bow compared to everyone else, which was a little. So disappointing. you had bow envy. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <sighs> oh, It sounds like
0: uh, Stevie's a size king.
1: Oh my god. I, I'm not gonna. T- I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Don't do me like don't do me like this not on the po- not on the podcast. Um, why, why would you why would you say that? To, why would you say that to me in front of God and everyone in front of the whole fucking podcast? Um, Look,
0: you already broke that seal earlier when you're all like, "Yeah, we're fuckable." Yeah. Well,
1: congratulations. <laughs> I can make it just as awkward for you. This is retribution or whatever. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's
0: very much retribution.
1: I don't really remember what I wore in high school to be honest, because I pretty much spent the whole time being insecure. <laughs> um, but who didn't, you know? Oh, I was
0: I was so insecure in high school. I again, it was a time period when a lot of the the the, the women's clothes and stuff I really liked, but couldn't wear it because mm-hmm. I'd get my ass beat because it was the '90s. Yeah. No, a lot of what I wore in high school was was drab, boring, boxy guy clothes. Which yeah. Guy clothes, to me, are always drab, boring, and boxy, and not something I'm really into. They looked I like especially
1: drab, boring, and boxy on you because you were so fucking skinny. I remember seeing pictures of you like on oh, that yes. time. And it's all just baggy-ass clothing, like baggy Practically t-shirts. Practically malnourished. Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I gained something like 15 pounds as soon as I moved out.
1: But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's been this episode of Gender Swap. Stevie, where can people find you?
1: Uh, best place to find me is to go to my website stevieb.com that's s-t-e-v-i-e-b-e-a.com all my socials are linked over there and our podcast page with all of our podcast info along with our Patreon and our Twitter is linked on that website as well highly recommend following me on TikTok and Twitch as I am uh, just as funny on those platforms as I am on this podcast yeah see I used to say I was funnier on those my confidence is growing
0: oh I thought you just didn't want to hurt my feelings again
1: no, um, well, I mean, you can take it like that as well, but damn, I was just trying to make this be uplifting, but shit, dude.
0: <laughs> you can find me at mxmaxwellmusic on twitter.com. Uh, you can find my music, which uh, I highly encourage everyone to listen to because I like it and you might like it too. It's but good you can, find my mu- you can find my music at mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com. Listen to the pitch. It's a really good album.
1: It is a very good album. Giving me very America Sucks and I'm Depressed. It's excellent stuff. That's not that album. Which one am I thinking of? You're thinking of Letters from the American Front. Oh, that's... The, yes, that's on me. The pitch was yeah. the one that came out before, like uh, like longer ago, wasn't it?
0: Yes, the pitch is is, is me doing uh, kind of a Carney Barker cabaret kind of sound.
1: Oh... Is that the one that Dandy Among the Squires is on? Yes. I like Dandy Among the Squires an awful lot. Highly recommend at least that one. If you listen to any one song on the album, I recommend that one.
0: I would recommend Do a Murder on You, personally.
1: Do a Murder on You is also quite fun, I will admit. Um, I like Dandy Among the Squires because it's about um, being trans, so that's fun. uh, Actually,
0: it's about being bisexual, but... Okay, Fair.
1: I like to interpret it as both, but I remember we first had the convo about it in terms of being queer, so, eh, take it how you uh,
0: will. It, it, it take it how you will. There's also the whole death of the author, and you can get your own interpretation out of it however you like, but, um, yeah, that's been the episode, so I guess, uh,
1: bye. Wait, wait, you have to support us on Patreon. We have to pay our bills. Oh. Hold on, hold on.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> My bad. We have a Patreon. We which do. We do. Which is going to help pay for my uh, hair removal, which my first consultation for that is next week.
1: Ah, oh, fuck yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah, yeah so if I you don't want Mikey that. to go in debt over hair removal, you have to subscribe to our Patreon. And then you'll get sweet, sweet bonus content every week that we are not releasing a podcast. So you can have content from us every single week. Of the horrible, horrible months of your lives, so this is really exciting. We're gonna brighten up the days of your lives, and maybe ours as well, if you give us just three dollars a month. Um, so I highly recommend you scuttle on down to Patreon.com and chuck us a few bucks. Let us let us
0: distract you from from the inevitable march to the grave. <laughs> we run such a cheery show, don't we? Oh, we don't don't we? Just okay. Now I'm gonna say it. Bye. Bye. Okay, there we go. I'm a double-ganger with the things you could be The fellas who's in, in envy, I know what they want Cause I can taste it in the air every time I flaunt Cause I'm a sharp-dressed man, burning with hell fire You know it's true, I'm a daddy among the squire.